host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast. I'm your host. Max Nace. Today we got a really cool guest. Greg Mickelman told me not to say it another way, so I didn't. I said it right, right? Or Michaelman. Greg Michaelman. Yeah, see, he's shaking his head, man. I'm glad he's in New York. He probably slapped me upside the head. I butcher names, but look at my name. Everybody, they always try to say it. It's hard. So anyway, Greg, I appreciate you coming on the show today and being a part of uh, part of the Fearless Happiness Podcast. We're just going to have a great conversation. We're going to talk about some of the challenges you've went through to uh, like where you've come from in your life, some of the toughest challenges you went through and how you've gone through those and come out on top and, and do uh, what you do today. So let everybody know who you are and what you do right now. Uh, my name's Greg Michaelman. <laughs> I own a plumbing and heating company in New York. I'm a Long Island native. We work, we do like high rise buildings and stuff. We specialize in boilers, uh, heat and hot water plants, heat and hot water systems. Uh, also just launched a barbecue subscription box. So we're uh, connected with some of the top pit masters in the country selling their recipes of their sauces and rubs. So we're bringing that to your doorstep in a subscription style which is pretty cool. I just launched that last week. So I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but my main squeeze is the boiler business. Uh, we've been, I have a partner. We're in business about two and a half years now, a little less than two and a half years. And it's been uh, blowing up, man. So we're pretty excited about that. All right. And it's important to keep those boilers going, right? Especially on the East coast where you're at, especially during the winter. Yeah. We can go as deep as you want or however you want. But what I like to tell, I like to share with my audience when I have my guests is like share some of the toughest, you know, in this process of becoming a business owner and right, look, kind of sounds like you have two business owners, right? You have your boiler business and then your plumbing, and then you have your, your barbecue and folks, I've already seen the the website. I'm telling you, when you see it, you're going to want to get a new barbecue and, and, that subscribe tell tell the audience like some of the tough challenges that you've been through in your lifetime to get where you are today you saying from the beginning or we are talking about just as far as getting the businesses off the ground and some of the the behind the scenes stuff i we're gonna go let's go from the beginning and then get into some of that stuff all right so i mean i uh was out of kicked out of my house when i was 17 years old and uh i was basically homeless I had about, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it was probably like 20 or $21 in my bank account uh, when that happened. So uh, needless to say, it was pretty rough uh, right out of the gates. I basically just graduated high school and uh, I was a, I was kind of a you know, shit kid. I made, made a lot of mistakes, was always hanging out with the wrong people. 
just wasn't heading in the right direction. I mean, honestly, at the time when that happened, I had a full-time job and I was in school full-time. So it wasn't like I was complete, complete jackass, but I definitely on my off time is not hanging out with the right people. And, and it just, uh, you know, ended up the way it ended up. And so I had some, as you can imagine, some pretty uh, hefty family issues. And I had a lot of personal issues, a lot of anger issues that took me a long, long time. I bounced around a lot. I was sleeping on friends' couches. Um, I was working with my real father, who was basically non-existent in my life. He had a window and door business and I was working. He had a, like a real piece of shit van and I was sleeping in that thing for a little while. And I just bounced around a lot, man. It was very uh, turbulent and 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 I, um, like I said, I moved around a lot. And then my grandfather at one point, like offered me a place to stay. But the, the kicker is where, I, where he gave me a place to stay, which was in his house was in this basement i had this little backhand apartment that was on like some i don't know if you can imagine but they like pre-pour and stamp these like outdoor patio floors and he kind of framed it in with some shitty windows it was never finished or anything like that and whenever it rained i'd get like a foot of water in there and i was sleeping on i was sleeping on like one of these like three foot long cat was a misery it was really a misery i had all my stuff on milk crates and the the other part of that is my uncle was a junkie and that's who i was living with that's what i was sharing the apartment with so i had a lot of junkies coming in and out of there they're doing heroin and coke and all types of wild stuff, drinking. And that's kind of the environment that I was living in for a little while. Now, thankfully, I had a pretty good uh, nucleus of friends for the most part. So I stayed away from drugs. You know, thankfully, I dabbled here and there just for fun. Never really got too deep into that. But, you know, as you can imagine, it was a it was definitely rough, definitely was up against it. Um, and it pretty much like came to a point that I attempted to take my own life. And that's kind of where the things kind of turned slowly started to turn around. I finally got a solid job and, you know, was working on a regular basis, was getting paid on a regular basis, decent pay. I was, I was building houses. So that's what I did back then. I was in construction. I worked with a few different guys, but I finally got locked in with this one guy. He actually turned out to be a distant family member. So it worked out really well. Did that for like nine years or so. He taught me the game up and down. Uh, really like finally was like getting on that right path and starting the trajectory forward. Yeah, man. And that, so I did that for a while. And then at some point it washed up a little bit. And to be honest with you, at some point I, I started to kind of dip back down again. I got arrested for some stupid shit, but I had pills on me and, and I lost my driver's license like years before and I didn't even know about it. So when I got pulled over, they arrested me right away. And that was another turning point. It was like, which way do you go with this? You know, so like every time I got to a little bit of a high, it would kind of dip down again into a little bit of a low. And I'm kind of a little like that. And, I, and I'm very um, like when I do something, I'm I'm balls to the wall. I don't let up. So it's like once I focus in on it, that's it. I'm going in and I'm not turning back until I see that the end is not, you know, the way I need it to be. And then I'm like, all right, maybe I should pull out of this. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. There's no <laughs> middle of the road. It's either all in or all out. My wife kills me all the time <laughs> for it. She's like, dude, you she's like, if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. There is. I've never seen you with middle ground ever. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's just always been. I mean, I, I got into riding motorcycles and I had um, I started on sport bikes. I was in a couple of sport bike clubs and those guys really knew how to ride, man. I mean, we were doing, you know, 170, 180 in and out of cars. They taught me how to lean. A couple of the guys were like, you know, used to ride on the track. So right. they taught me how to get into the turns and I 
man, I just live for riding. And it just, that was one of the things that set me free a little bit. I was having a lot of relationship issues at that time. And then I bought my first bike. It was like a two-way street. Cause some people were like, man, this guy's going to kill himself. Like the way he is, his personality, this thing's not going to end well. And then on the flip side of that, it freed me because I was just, I don't know. I have like that adrenaline thing in my head. So, you know, I started mo- with the motorcycle in the summertime. And then in the wintertime, I would go sn- on snowboarding trips. That was my other uh, vice that I had. So I, like on both ends and both seasons, I was able to get my rocks off as far as the adrenaline <laughs> stuff was concerned, you know? Right. And that's how I was able to maintain in some crazy way. Like maybe there's some chemical imbalance or something. I don't know, but it's like, I had to be going fast. Uh, and, and my life right. has been like that too. Like it's been a roller coaster, and I'm sure a lot of that kind of intertwines with itself. If I went to a therapist, they'd probably tell me that, but fuck therapy. This is my therapy <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> Well, that's right. Like, so you don't have to be, and this is what I've learned in my journey of being clean and sober for 18 years, right? I've met a long, lot of people along the way that had all the isms, just like you, you said, their, their addiction was something else, right? Or, but that mentality, like you said, right? Like the go fast, I get it, right? Cause it was like, for me, I'm either going to be all in, I'm going to be the best drug addict you've ever seen, right? Or I'm not. And um, unfortunate for me that, you know, being that best or going after the best, right, led me down some slippery slopes. And like yourself, it's just, and for me, right, I always like any type of chaos was my drug of choice too. You know what I mean? Like if I was in the thick of things, it was like cool. You know what I mean? Like it gave me that adrenaline rush. So I get it. So talk more about like, you know, when you started realizing, like, I, I got to change some things, like what, what did those moments look like in your life when you said, you know what, like certain things are not working for me, but you know, I still need this need to go fast and to accomplish my goals. Like, what did that look like for you as you, as you doing this journey called life? I think um, like one of the biggest things is when you're on your own, I had an apartment early on and I just didn't understand, like I was just too young and I was, I was not educated on these things and I was kind of thrown out into the world. So when you start having bills and stuff, you have no idea how to balance any of this stuff. Like, you know, I I was hustling in the streets for a few years to try to make cash and try to pay rents and stuff like that. But I didn't understand like, okay, I need this and this and this to be able to put food on my table, pay my bills and do all the things and have a roof over my head all at the same time. You know, I, you know, I don't know, maybe not most people, but a lot of people will get that guided. And by the time you're ready, like let out into the world, you kind of have an idea how you're going to do it, or you have a support group. And in my case, my support group, although my friends were great, they were kind of in a similar situation. A lot of them were still living with their parents. So they didn't I understand. So I was kind of out there in the world by myself. So right. I think the biggest turning point is just like learning these things and then just maturing in reality because what happens you know it's like i gotta pay these bills like i don't want to lose my apartment i don't want to i have to pay my cell phone bill i have to so as the as as the things became uh so important to me that i knew they had to get done i slowly started to shift my mind and say all right like yeah i love doing all this stuff and i have to find time for it but i also have to focus and work and that's not to say I didn't fuck around at work. I, you know, I've been through so many jobs and worked for so many different guys, especially in the construction field. But once I really like got into working with the one guy and then he had a brother. So I worked back and forth with them, but really between the two of them, that's when I really was like, you know what? I got to have fun. I, I'm still going to have fun. I was still hustling, but I wasn't hustling as hard as I was at one time. Right. Um, and I was making decent money and I was paying my bills. And then like, I was finally able to buy my first car and that, you know, so I think it's really the responsibility that 
comes forward and then you just get older and you're like, shit, I can't like, I can't not pay my bills. I cannot not pay my rent. I don't want my light shut off again. I don't want to not have electric in my apartment. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Like, I, I pay these bills, you know? So, right. Yeah. They're not going to pay themselves. <laughs> nah, I thought for a while they would, but unfortunately every day, da- every time the envelope would show up in the mailbox, you know what I mean? So, you know, you can only put, you can only put them in the cabinet so long before they bite you in the ass. Yeah, but exactly. Um, you know, it just was. Uh, it's a, everybody's journey's different. You know, for me, it just been it was a roller coaster ride for a very long time. And again, you know, you think about being a seventeen year old kid and 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 being out on your own, like literally just graduated high school. Like some kids go to college, and even when they got out of college, they're not. You know, like you have some experience out in the world, and then you come right. home, you still can't figure it out. And now here I am, like, like I said, like 20 bucks, like what is $20, bro? Even, I mean, we're not talking that long ago. I mean, I graduated 20 years ago. So you're talking, I was been out of my house for 20 years. <laughs> it's not that long ago. 20 bucks don't get you very far, man. McDonald's, a couple of meals and you're done already. So yeah. I didn't have- I was working with my father when my father was a douchebag and, and, and that didn't last very long. He he burned the business to the ground. So I basically didn't have a job. It's just been a wild ride, man. That's all I can say. It's, I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, you would need, we would need to do like 15 podcasts on it to touch every item, but that's pretty much the gist of like from start to kind of now, obviously in between we discussed the, the club life and you know, I've been in some other clubs. I've been in some sport bike clubs. And then I was in the outlaw club for a while, which was interesting. The way that thing came about, honestly, is I was riding these bikes. And I just, you know what happens when you ride? I don't know. Do you ride at all or no? I have in the past, but I have a bum shoulders. So my wife's like, you're not getting a bike ever again. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> but uh, you know what happens is like when you first get your bike, you're riding with people all the time. It's a ton of fun. Where are we going? We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going right. to check out this spot, that spot. <clears throat> As time evolves. Even though the guys I was riding with still rode, we just were never getting together. And it just got like, especially around here, there's, unless you're really taking like a long trip up to like the mountains, which is a few hours away, um, right. it's pretty much the same rides over and over again. It just kind of got boring. And <laughs> funny story is that my ex-girlfriend, who was my wife's, my now wife's best friend's boyfriend at the time, they're married now. If you got all that, did you get all that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Say that again. He, Wait, no, <laughs> he was in this club and we just start talking, man. And he put me in contact with another guy and it just starts off as just like, come check it out. You hang around a little bit. You see the culture, you meet the guys. Uh, you start going to a party here, party there. He's just feeling it out, seeing if it's for you, you know, and then the fit has to be two ways. It can't just be one way, right? Like they got to hang out with you a lot. Right, so they right. want to hang with you and I got to want to hang out with them. And I just took to it. And what took started off as just like going to a party or two turned into shit. I don't even remember how long over a year from the time I first started hanging out to, you know, getting patched in and and, and prospecting and spending that time away from my family. It's funny because I know you brought it up to me, but that post that I did was more about the fact that I had neglected my entire family, you know, my wife and the kids and everything, because it's such a commitment that you're gone so much. Like when I was working and I leave work and I drive right to the clubhouse or ride to the clubhouse depending on the time of the year. And then I had to spend a few hours there every night. And then my weekends were just jammed, like from Friday night to Sunday between parties and you get a sponsor. So my sponsor take me with me. And in my case, it was the president of the club. So, you know, it was good and bad because he dragged me all over God's creation (laughs) till about five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, riding out, you know, 
hours from where I live. And of course there's drinking involved and, and uh, you know, the riding, the drinking, well, I mean, to me it was fun, but you know, looking back on it, it's all. Right. <laughs> and you made a good point though. Right. I mean, you can always extract the good from the bad, right? Like that commitment you had though, when you decided, okay, I'm going to become a club member, right. That, that work you had to put in right for the, for the club to show them that you were serious. Right. And then you too had to like, see who you were hanging out with. And okay. Like, do I want to hang out with these guys? Right. But like with anything, right. Like in business too, like, like you and I, who are like fairly new entrepreneurs as they want to call us. Right. Not compared to like our Ryan Stewin that we know, you know what I mean? Like it takes work. Right. But you can always, I mean, what that, what that process taught you was a lot of fortitude. Right. What I hear is a lot of grit. Like I'm going to, if I start this, I'm going to finish it. Right. Cause what do they say? Most people that start like businesses, right. Fail within the next, within the first two years or whatever, because they either give up or they just, they just stop doing the work. Right. So that was actually good for you. If you think about it, right. Yeah. It took you away from your family, but when, when you do something now, like for your business, you know what it takes to take care of your business, right? Like, you know what it takes to take care of your subscription boxes now, like what I you got to do, right? And, you know, but now that we're doing this, right? So now you can take that bad, right? And turn it in. Okay, if I work hard now, I'm going to have plenty of time with my family, right? And I'm sure, right? You got the the stink eye from the wife and the family, you know, when you're not home. <laughs> you know, I'm putting it lightly. You know what I mean, right? Like, come home, honey. Yeah, you better sleep with one eye open because I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass. You know what I mean? But um, you know, and I appreciate that, right? And that's and I and I know that was what the post was about. But what I wanted to bring out to the audience today was like, you just said it, right? You like, there's just certain things you have to do, right? So what I'm telling the audience and what you're sharing with the audience is. Like you're going to go through challenges in life, right? But if you just, you continue on the path, right? Like for guys like you and I now that, you know, doing the right thing is of the utmost importance, right? For our families to take care of our families. And like you said, you know, the, the round file is only going to last so long before, you know, the bills will still pop up. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. you know, and, and that's why I wanted to bring you on as a guest, right. Cause that stuff is no joke. Right. Cause I mean, and, and in my addiction, right. I, I came across guys that were, were outlawed bikers and stuff like that just didn't cause I was doing crazy stuff. Right. And like you said, like I'd see those guys take off and they wouldn't be back for days because they would be on this long ride or whatever they were doing for the club. And I'm just like, man, you know, and I partied with some of them. And but I also know guys that have gotten out of that, like yourself and are very successful business owners now. Right. It's like they took that drive for that and turned it into something more positive. You know what I mean? So that they can spend more time uh, with their families and, and be successful. So, you know, like give the audience like what does success look like for you? on this journey as an entrepreneur, as a business owner and stuff like that? I mean, I couldn't give you an answer because I don't think I hit it yet. But one of the things that I implore people to do that's very important, and I've made posts about this as well, is that what happens is people get on their journey and they don't take a second to look back and say, holy shit, look where I started and look where I am. And that's why a lot of times a lot of people stop. You know, they're like, I'm not making any headway or my business is not going in the direction I want it to go or it's not moving as fast as I'd like it to go. And listen, everybody's business operates differently. My business, I got a little bit lucky um, in terms of uh, customer base. So we kind of took off really fast. Um, but at the same time, as long as you're, to me, is be very transparent, be honest, and the world will open up for you. And the reality is, I think I met, I meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people who always tell me they start and they stop and they start and they stop because they don't think that 
they're getting anywhere. Right. But then at the same time, if I, I always tell them, yeah, but hold on a second, where did you start? And they're like, Oh, well, I started over here. Like this conversation, right? Like look at as a 17 year old kid, homeless and all the shit that I went through, like where I am now, I'm not even the same. Yeah. My body is the same. The vessel is the same. The face is the same. The voice is the same. The tattoos are the same. The story is the same, but I'm not even the same human being anymore. Right. The point is that we always have to stop. And I'm not telling people to live in the past because I think that's horrible. That's that that used to hold me back a lot. I held a lot of resentment towards a lot of people. I held on to a lot of feelings towards a lot of people. And it held me back where now I let all that go. So what I'm talking about is just saying, take a step, take a breath, peek over to where you used to be. Now take a look at where you are now and try to tell me that you're not way further along your journey than where you started. And that usually gives them that man, you know what? You're right. Because we get so caught up and, you know, like you said, even early on entrepreneurs, we're really trying to hit home runs, you know? And in reality, we got to just be hitting singles every day. And those singles eventually accumulate to the amount of runs that we want to put on the scoreboard, you know? And, 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 and so you know, in some funny way, as crazy as my uh, always having to be moving and, and, and the adrenaline stuff and all the stuff we were just talking about, I have to dial that back in a little bit and realize, okay, take a deep breath. Let's win this victory and this victory, little victories, you know, through the day, 1% better every day. Um, And that's the big, that's the, been the big victory for me. The big turning point uh, is realizing that, man, I'm not that guy anymore. You know, Um, is he always going to be with me? Is he always going to be a part of me? Um, Am I, do I have the ability to flip out and, 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 and get back, snap back into that old life? Yeah, of course we all have that. I mean, same thing with you. That's why people that go through the stuff that you went through, I have, I have the utmost respect for it because a lot of people don't come back from it. So to be able to not only come back from it, but to be able to start a business or multiple businesses now have a podcast where you're bringing people on, I have admiration for people like that because it's very similar to my journey, even though my journey didn't involve drugs, still a very similar way of thinking in a way of acting that could have gotten me killed just the same, you know, and just doing stupid shit. And, you know, in that world with the, with the outlaw world, I've been in some pretty precarious situations that most people would never understand. But what is crazy is the the programming you get by being in those groups. And it creates such a bond because you together every single day, almost right. seven days a week for however long it's like becomes normalized for you, you know, similar to military, I'm sure how they train them, you know, you become robotic in a way, Absolutely. you know, to the point where my wife used to be like, we'd go to the restaurant and I'd have to be, I'd have to have the seat staring at the door coming in because you get so paranoid <laughs> about everything, you know, and it's like down to the craziest little details. Um, cause security is yeah. really yeah. big in that world. Yeah. Making sure you know, I used to have to go to restaurants with my guys. I used to have to go into the kitchen, find all the exits. I mean, it was, it's, it's not normal. You know <laughs> No, and I know what you mean, you know, because I'm a, I was a, I'm an ex tweaker, right? Meth and alcohol were my lovers, drugs and choice, whatever you want to call it back in the day. And when I got sober, I, I found that just like you said, I go into a building, right? And I'd have to have like, I'd have to be right next to the exit, right? And I'd have to have a whole view of the room and everybody around me because I was all right. And if I was talking to you, like, say we were talking early on, Greg, I'd, I'd look at you and then I'd look past you. 
and be like, and you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I'd be like, don't trip. And then I'd look like behind me or, and you're like, whoa, bro. Like I had my some friends of mine would be like, dude, you've been off it for a while. Just like, just start to chill. But I like what you said. Cause that's what I do. I don't live in the past, but I take time to reflect on where I've come from and where I'm at today. Right. Because as you know, you may not be an addict, but we, we can be our own worst enemy, right? And if we stay too long in that past, that's where all depression comes from, as they say, right? But like I do what you do. And as I try to look, so I I'd see where I've been in two years that I've been a part of our network, you know, Apex. I've come a long way from when I started, right? Like you said, I have a, a podcast. I'm building my business. And, you know, I work. I got a family. And I get to look back and go, wow, you know, like this is the kind of journey I go, this is pretty cool, right? Like I've come a long way. And I get to meet friends like you, right? Along the way that just builds, like we talk about all the time, the FOC, right? The family of choice and, um, and, and listen to their journeys. And like, you uh, just, you know, listening to what you've just said, I think that's very important is to take time to reflect. So you don't beat yourself up so much when you go, well, I'm not where I want to be. I might as well just quit. And you said it perfectly. If I take a second or two or you know, whatever, a few minutes ago, wow, I'm a lot farther than I was just even a week ago, you know what I mean? Or a month ago or a year ago, you know, that's what I take. And then I just, turn around and keep going. Right. And, and a lot of them, we can learn from our lessons, right? Where was I a year ago? What was I doing wrong? Right. I'm not there this time because I actually learned a lesson. So this is what I can, and then I can help the next person or whatever. But um, yeah, thank you for that. I think that was very important for the audience to hear is that, yeah, you don't need to dwell in the past, but take a few minutes, take some time to just think about where you've been and where you're at today and see all the progress that you've come, you know, that you, and I'm sure your wife's proud of you from where you guys were a year or two ago to where you're at today. Right. Right. She doesn't want to hit you upside the pan, uh, upside the head with a pan because you've been gone all day or all night. Yeah. But um, but that's see that that's what I, I want. I, I'm glad you became a guest or came on to be a guest because you took all that energy that you already knew how to do. And you just now you're focusing it on building your business and, you know, taking care of your family, which is very, in my book, admirable because there's not a lot of people doing that shit today. You know, in the world we live in with all this stupid mandates and Corona, now there's a fifth they're they're talking. I saw a news article where there might be. Let's not even go into that. Man. I know. I'm, not, I'm just saying, but like, it's like to me, it's such bs because it's like now there's going to be a fifth shutdown well what whatever something though i'm glad you bring that up because what is interesting too as a business owner and i think really being a part of apex and like some of the other coaching groups that i'm involved in it's it's and i've also been on a crazy fitness journey for the last three years because i was like 250 pounds and i came home from a family trip and i just like had enough and i came home and i just been consistently going to the gym and working out like three you know six five to six days a week but the point is that um, these things like keep us so focused on what needs to be focused on that even though the outside noise is deafening sometimes, I we can kind of push it to the side because we have so much other stuff going on. And, I, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, another thing, you know, I love my wife to death. We've been together for like 12 years. I mean, we're married too, but we're together 12 years. So she's been on a lot of this journey with me. Um, is that, man, it's like, I just stay focused and I keep, and she knows how I am. And it's like, I just keep getting into more stuff. Like, you know, and, and in the last three months, just being in Apex, man, like I'm working on my outline for a book. I'm working on starting a podcast. It's like, she's like, how many more things can you get in? I'm like, this is who I am. <laughs> Right. And until I get to where I want to be, I don't even think like you can set a goal. And then once you reach that goal for us, and I think probably because we have similar backgrounds, even though it's a little bit different, we're just going to want the next thing. So it's never really an ending. I don't think it's just like we'd love to get it to a point where it's running itself, where I'm not like so deep in my businesses. Right. 
Uh, but I would still be working on the next project. There's never a stopping point. You know what I mean? We're just keep the wheels turning and it kind of just keeps me focused and, and, and keeps my eye on the prize and it won't let me slip. Listen, at this point in my life, because of being broke and being homeless and being all those things that I used to be, I never want to go back to that. It was a oh. miserable experience, a miserable life. And I won't even allow that to happen. So whatever it is that I have to do, I will sacrifice at this point to make sure that never happens to me or my family. And I'm seeing how prosperous being, you know, successful, like fairly successful in business can be, you know, the effect it has on myself yep. the the ability to to take my kids places and you know spend a little money and let them enjoy life a little bit let me enjoy life a little bit my wife and i didn't get on an airplane for 12 years we literally just got on our first flight to celebrate our honeymoon two years later like two months ago nice we just didn't have the it's time and a lot of it was money and we just never pulled the trigger and so to have these things now start to be a thing where i can fly to texas when i want i can I go to mastermind um, events in Utah and like to be able to just do that when I want to and be involved with all these things, meet people like you and have those experiences, man. There is no going back at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what you're talking. <laughs> I, I feel you. You're part of Lions Den, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I just applied for that. So because that's one of those mastermind groups that resonates with me. Right. You know what I mean? And um, but yeah, I just. You do. I think you just laid some golden nuggets for the audience, right? Because they just got it. You just got to guys like you and I know that we can't give up because we've already been there when those stages in our lives where we gave up, right? Like, I, I've shoot, I've, I've even slept on couches and been homeless in my recovery, right? And, and but told myself, okay, this is temporary. Like, I'm not going to do this for a long time, right? And mm -hmm. um, just kept working and doing the thing. And until I found what I really wanted to do. And you're right. Like, okay, just because I own a business doesn't mean I'm going to stop for the next goal that I want to achieve, right? And, you know, you know, I'm glad we met and, you know, we're part of the same network because, you know, like the quality of people like yourself that I want to associate with, right, is just second to none in my book, right? Like if I had a question, I could always reach out, hey, Greg, I got a question for you. What would you do in this situation, right? And you'd be there and vice versa, right? And, and that's what I want the audience to know too, is like, you don't have to do this journey alone, you know, you know, and one day where, you know, and I know you probably relate, like there's probably a time in your life where I don't need nobody. I don't need shit. I just need my, you know, me and my bike or whatever. Right. And, and, you know, but in my case that took me down quick. Right. So I was, you know, looking at three years in prison before I made that decision to go, you know, my life's got to change, you know, like, and I thank God that, he showed up through a judge and gave me a third chance because I might not be sitting here with you. You know, that whole prison thing might've just changed my whole mentality. And right. But I, I believe things happen for a reason, right? Like you and I connect um, in doing this podcast. So um, I'm an author, right? You know, I wrote a book called fearless happiness. Um, so we're going to talk about the fearless first, right? So I always like to ask my guests, what does fearless mean to you? And how does that show? How do you show up in life? being because if you think about it we're not going to be completely fearless but how do you face your fears and and show up fearless to be honest with you man you just gotta go i mean i think too much thought is put into a lot of things you know it's the same thing with the bikes same thing with that life like a lot of people think i'm crazy for even going into that world you know what i mean like it's not a world of, the reason why they're called one percenters is that only one percent of the population is even willing to take that chance and the reality is i didn't really put a lot of thought into it i just jump in like, you know, same thing with the bike. I ride when I'm riding, I'm tunnel vision. I just, this is how I ride. I ride hard. I ride fast. 
I'm not thinking about consequences. I'm not thinking. I think that's probably it is like, I just don't put a lot of thought into those things because I think that's what stops a lot of people from making moves. I think it's what stops a lot of people from becoming entrepreneurs. They have ideas, they have thoughts, they have great ideas. Some people I've spoken to, I'm like, yo, that's a great idea. You have to pursue this. And then, you know, months go by and they're not pursuing it. Why? Because there's this fear, like you're talking about, like you cannot have that fear. You have, you have, we have, it's so cliche. People say it all the time, right? YOLO is like this big thing, but in reality, it's a true story, man. You have one shot to live the absolute best life, leave it all on the table. Why would you not take that opportunity and do that? And, right. and even in my worst times, I was having the most, I had fun, you know, I was broke, but I had fun. I figured out ways to have fun. I was depressed. I was a mess, but I still ha- made sure I was making the best of the time and made memories. You know, I still have good memories, even in the worst of times. So I think nice. for me, just breaks down to just go, man. Don't, don't think too much about it. You know, you think too much and you're done. The minute you think about it, it's like, it's over already. You, you're already gone too far. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right. That's how, that's how I would, you know, yes, we all have like fears. Uh, I don't know what necessarily if I had to categorize them for myself, but I think for the most part, I've always just been somebody that just goes for it and that's right. it. And it's sometimes been a flaw, but I think now it's one of my biggest attributes. Right. You know? so, Curse and, and a blessing all at the same time. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depends on the situation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, and, and now I'm going to talk about happiness, right? So in my book, I spelled it with a Y, H-A-P-P-Y-N-E-S-S. So what does happiness look like for you, knowing that I put that Y there? Um, I think that just my, like my family life, man, my home life, just, you know, everything's been a shift, you know, and then my wife and I have a very solid relationship. We talk about everything. You know, it's funny, you were talking about joining the den. And one of the major things I got from the den was in the mind. He's very big on mindset. Also being truthful and honest with your partner. And that's one of the things that her and I have turned a corner. We, we talk about everything, even as uncomfortable as those conversations can be. And it's really brought us and our home, you know, our, our kids and everything else. It's a very, uh, it's a safe place. It's a happy place. And, and, and I think that's where I find my center, you know, and like when we're with each other a lot of the time and, 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 and if I had to, to put my finger on it, it's that. And it's just uh, the, the taste of success a little bit, honestly, puts a grin on my face, you know, to, 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 to go back to have that vision of what, 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 what used to be and where I am now. Um, man, it's night and day, man. It's night and day. Everything. Awesome, bro. Yeah. It sounds like you've come a long way, my friend. And it's not even over, you know, as they say in our group, wait till we get See, I'm in space. This is where we're going. We're going. <laughs> right? I, wish, wait. I wish they had the moon over here. That's what I was looking for. But I'll take space. <laughs> right. Wait till we get good as they say. Right. And, and like you, man, I'm, you know, I had back surgery six months ago right and they're telling me well you need a way to do any weight training and stuff like that so i was walking doing my thing and i finally just said you know what i can go do weights just just do light and i've been like started week two this today of hitting the gym in the morning right and and having a routine because i know i feel best when i'm exercising and stuff like that at least i feel like i've accomplished something early in the day i can go tackle my day because i've got the hard part out right because who wants to get up at five and be at the you know gym at six o'clock in the morning i do and uh, (laughs) greg right but you know it's those natural endorphins that we get from from taking care of our bodies like you said so i'm on that mission too which a lot of us as you know we in this group are on that mission so i really appreciate you coming and being a guest uh what i like to do before we end is for instance for 
for you. So Greg, if, if anybody wants to, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes when I, when I release the episode, but if anybody wants to get a hold of you, say they need some work done back in your area, neck of the woods, or they want to subscribe to your, um, your barbecue subscription boxes, uh, how can they get a hold of you? to do that i mean my instagram handle which is what i use the most is g underscore michaelman which is m-i-c-h-e-l-m-a-n and the subscription box is called prime barbecue club.com and you can go there you can browse sale going on always be a sale by the time this thing comes out maybe there'll still be a sale who knows (laughs) (laughs) but pretty much instagram is the best place to get me instagram Um, Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Any parting thoughts for, for the, for the audience? Oh man, just keep focusing and getting done what you want to get done, man. And, and going back to what I said before, you know, like life is short, you know, where nobody's promised tomorrow. So if you're not waking up today and making today the best day and then the next day and the next day and building the life that you want, I don't know what you're waiting for, you know, just get out there and start. We all talk about it in our groups. Just start, man. Get, get after it. Doesn't matter. One shot down thing on a paper, one, move in that direction and you're moving in that direction. That's the most important thing to start taking steps towards what you want. Awesome, bro. Well, I appreciate you being a guest, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. You heard it, everybody. Check out his new uh, barbecue subscription boxes. I'm sure we'll hear from Greg more as he uh, continues on this journey of entrepreneurship. So thank you, sir. It's been a great time. Thank you, bro.